So today I had my friend Brooksy back on the podcast. And just like last time, Brooksy and I can get a bit passionate. I apologise if we're over-talking each other a little bit. And it's one of the longer podcasts. But we're talking about mental health and some of the things that we're both noticing going on in the world right now in terms of people feeling isolated. Um, we would love your feedback. We would love your comments. But most of all, we'd love it if you were here with us tomorrow still. I hope you can listen to the podcast and enjoy it for what it is. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the David Watson podcast for a second time. Yes, Dave. Got me up on a Sunday morning nice and early. Well, not that my daughter doesn't. But... Well, to be fair, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't get him up nice and early. It was supposed to be 10.30, but like a diva, he, he contacted me and said, I've actually made plans to do something else. Can we do it at nine? Because Brooks, he's a diva. Uh... <laughs> I am a diva. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quickly check. Yeah, we, we are recording. It's all good. I get just... Good to know. I have this. I keep flicking back with the forwards because I keep seeing something come up on my screen. I'm like, is that a counter? I just have to live with it. <clears throat> and hopefully it's all good. Um, so, yeah, what what are your plans anyway that I had to change mine? Swindon outlet shopping, you know, a bit of retail so, therapy, as they call it. So basically, the missus told you you had a plan on Sunday which you hadn't banked on. You know what? It was actually my suggestion. Huge. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so you're like, oh, oh, oh. The thing is, though, I kind of understand that because I'm the worst for shopping. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are actually. I know that. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, on one hand, I want to be like, you know, rip you for it. But I'd be like, yeah, but do you know what I mean? If I, if I had a little urge to go shopping, I, I'd have just, yeah, I'd have easily lunched stuff out. Twice a year, maybe three times at the most. So I think Saf knows to take the opportunity. Yeah, yeah fair play. How is Saf? Is she all right? Yeah, she's really good, thanks. Uh, we've got about 14 weeks to go until our baby boy's here. So, yeah, all, all systems go. Fantastic. Everyone's good. She's really well, thanks. That's good. So one of the reasons we are, well, apart from the fact we haven't seen each other, so FaceTime's a good thing to do, is yeah. but I reached out to you because that po a post you put up on Instagram um, about mental health. Yeah. And so, could you just explain to people what that was about? Um. So I've never really, I've never really thought about um, how I may look to other people with the artist profile and the fact some people only see me up on that big stage. And to people who know me well, um, know that I have personal problems, as most people do in life. Um, and I just wanted to put something up so that people um, maybe just felt at ease by knowing that someone else was going through similar problems. And it wasn't... Um, a few people after I put it up said, oh, it's really good you did that. And, and I, I didn't think at once. I wasn't doing it for me. And um, I didn't think at once that I was... Um, I don't know what the right word is here. But basically, people were kind of 
making me feel like I had not made myself look weak, but mm-hmm. show, showed a weak side <clears throat> of myself. And they were saying like, wow, you know, that takes a big person to do that. And, but for me, that's quite normal. And for me, a way that I progressed in music and other aspects of life is because I've been honest with myself and um, not been hard, not been hard on myself. Although a lot of people would say I am very hard on myself, but just been honest with myself um, and tried to help myself through situations and the understanding of situations. I mean, there's a funny thing that, so I have this thing, and I've spoken about it in my own stuff, um, about one of the things is, and I call them Pinterest sunset quotes, right? And one of them is like, but the thing about cliches in these quotes is there is a foundation of truth. And that truth is what gets lost in the quote because it's so oversaid, so overused, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And but one of them is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Do you know what I mean? And and it's all biz buzz talk and stuff like that. But here's an example of it. You and I have been friends for 20 years, something like that. Yeah. We have often had conversations about where we're not happy with stages of our lives and then had honest conversations about what we need to do to make it better. And what those obstacles are, the hurdles we have to jump over, and where we think our weak points are, and what yeah. we need to do about them. Right? And we, you and I have both bounced off each other, right? sharing those thoughts, sharing those ideas, and trying to f- figure it out. Because we know there isn't yeah. an answer. We know we don't know what all the solutions or even what all the problems are. But what we know yeah. is that we're coming up against this mental block and yeah. we're uncomfortable with it. So we then have a chat. You and I will talk about it. We'll, um, you know, and the, the, the probably, the, the, there's one which I'm going to use, which is when I come to see you on your birthday when you were doing that, your, one of your first big gigs where you had opened it, you'd sorted out all the tickets and you were like, do you want to come inside? You know, but like, no, no, let's go for a private, a quiet drink. Yeah. And I had a chat with you then to be wary of all the people who will pull you down yeah. because you're starting to succeed. Yeah. And I've just recently, I don't know if you saw it on your WhatsApp. I show, I sent you a video of Snoop Dogg talking about the gap. Yeah. It was just about how, yeah, he had to, and that was that conversation. Journey, yeah. yeah, and that was a conversation I had with you, what, 10 years ago, something like that? Yeah. Not quite. I don't know. I can't remember. And it was it about. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's about the more you start being honest about what you want, yeah. the more you start. And those people need to understand goals are not about Instagram followers, Facebook likes, or anything like that. No. But, but, you know, but if that's your thing, well, then fine, get in touch. We'll talk about content. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's about understanding, you know, like what do you want your friendships to be like? What do you want your relationships to be like? What do you want your finances to be like? Your health, your fitness, you know, it's, um, I was just actually watching something before we started this 
and these guys were talking about those friends that are just havoc and train wrecks all the time but you hold on to them because they're old schoolmates yeah. no actually you have to let them fade you don't have yeah. to fire them and sack people you don't have to be rude to them. i hate i hate it when people say he's all right when he's not had a drink exactly exactly that and you get to a certain point in your rate a certain you get to a certain age where you need to understand that that person knows that if they go out and drink that's going to happen yeah well once you've done that i'm going to be generous and say three times yeah. if you do it after that no no that's all on you there's nothing to do with the drink it's all on you yeah. and i'm not saying don't be friends with those people but no. they but you have to let them walk away from you in a circle well, I call it an arm's length, arms length friendship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not a disrespect to them. It's just people yeah. prioritise. So one of the biggest things I think is an issue with mental health is people keep prioritising other people's feelings over their own. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. you and I... I just come to him and say, like, on that video I put up, it, I don't know if you remember, but towards the end of the video, I came with that, realness and i said look my inbox isn't always open yeah because that's not real and that's me basically saying look i've got my own things and i'm not going to prioritize somebody else's problems yeah over my own because we're all in these personal battles no i mean and and just um just for the record and to have a dig I did plan on watching it, but somebody brought the podcast an hour and a half forward on a Sunday morning. So I didn't get a chance to pay due diligence and the respect I would normally give to my guests and just recheck the reason that we were talking in the first place because somebody wants to go shopping. <laughs> but but that, that's the point, though, isn't it? That, that there is this false expectation that's paraded around that, I should be able to call you at three o'clock in the morning and you should drop everything that you yeah, and your family have no. got to come out and sort me out because I've got levered for the 27th time this month. And it's like, yeah. no, no. And you're still trying to work out what the problem is. Yeah. You're still wondering why you feel so bad on a Sunday morning. Um, you know. You know. And it's... The, the thing about uh, the mental health issues, and like you say, when people contact you and say well that's not what i was expecting from you because they're used to seeing you on stage in front of five thousand people yeah it's just like yeah but there's still a a, a monday to friday guy that has yeah, to get on with his life has to do x y and z yeah. and then has to figure out a way of getting up there because like I've, I've mentioned this before when when um we i went down to that festival with you and i started yeah. talking to you on the way down you're like david you've got to shut up I need to get into my headspace so I can get on the yeah. stage. I have to. Yeah. I have to kind of become. Johnny was talking about like Indians, fourteenth century or something. I can't remember. I just remember you telling us we had to shut up, and yes. you were just like, and you know, and it's just like, right. But that. But that's the point. It's like, look, guys, you're coming down as my guests. I appreciate the love. I appreciate you coming down. I appreciate the support. But I now have to get into MC Brooksy's head. Yeah. And you guys. Well work mode now yeah yeah but that's exactly what you said this is work mode yeah. and you like you two are talking shit do you know <laughs> but do you know what like you like that's where 
me and you obviously have such a good friendship because we're understanding of each other or try to be as as much as we can. Yeah. And obviously, obviously there is a bit of a age difference. So to a certain extent, we did grow up in different eras. You know. Yeah. I would I'm like one of the last from that like playing in the streets. You know, not on social media. Yeah. Era, so we we do we can relate to a lot of things, um, but then there's also a, a difference um, in upbringings. Um, yeah. But being um, understanding is like such a key thing, you know. If you can, people say that they look at things both ways, but a lot of people don't. They say they do, but they don't. And there's mm. always that whole. There's three sides of the story, your side, my side, and the truth, where I feel that me and you are quite good at finding stuff, and yes, you've got your side, yes, I've got my side, but we meet somewhere in the middle along with the truth. I think the other thing that you and I have done well over the years is because that, I mean, that would be the classic example of what I call a pin, Pinterest sunset quote. Do you know what I mean? Because people don't understand what it means, right? And it's basically, in some respects, um, it's a quote about perception. Because people on the receiving end of an experience see it differently, right? There's also that thing with that we know from police interviews. Ten people seen the same incident and described ten things happening. Right? Nobody comes up with the same story. So there's your side, their side. And in the middle somewhere is the truth, right? Yeah. And and that's <clears throat> can depend on which way you, you, the context of which you're using it. It's either a reflection on sometimes something happens and we get hurt, we get really hurt or really offended, but we're not able to see what the other person is saying, who is also experiencing something. And maybe they've reacted to something you've done, right? Or they've put in a boundary for what they feel needs to be done and you've you don't like that so you put your side of across and they're putting their side across but actually you both have a point and that's the thing is in the middle is the truth in the middle is where both your points are right but nobody is going to sit there right when when you know you've done something wrong very few people people whatever people is very few people are capable of saying it's all on me. You you were faultless in this. I'm the one entirely at fault. I'm the one completely at error. And even if they do do that, again, they will often say, "But these are my reasons." Yeah, there's always a but in there. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're, sometimes they're just trying to. So I'm going to digress here, which is that thing you and I were talking about earlier, where you and I just talk for hours, but. Yeah. Sometimes the best apology you can receive from somebody is when they when they say they're sorry, but they explain to you why they reacted that way, yeah. and they're honest about knowing that it was going to hurt you. Yeah. So you made me feel like this, so I did this knowing it was going to hurt you, and yeah. that's why I'm sorry, because yeah. not because of what I'd done as such, but because. I knew why I was doing it and I was doing it as a reaction because you did something that I didn't like. 
yeah. and then you've actually explained to that person why you need to be sorry, right? Um, but coming back to that thing, the thing that you and I have always done well together is we don't actually try and convince the other person of our story. Yeah, no, yeah. Quite you right. say your piece and I say my piece. And we don't even try to, do you understand why I'm right? We've never said that. No. Do you understand what point I'm making is different to understand? Yeah. Or trying to convince someone of what you feel. I mean, you sent me that Noel Clark speech this morning. Yeah. You know, and you said, what do you think of this? You didn't try it. You didn't put an agenda no, on it. Yes. This is gonna, yeah. You're gonna think this. You're gonna think that. No, there was no agenda on it. You just said, "What did you, what do you think of this?" Well, just watch I this. Me and you actually, a lot of like big subjects. We're actually, we actually have different opinions. On oh, it. hugely different opinions. And that's that's okay. And like, it's because you're younger than me and don't know any better. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you're going to look at it. <laughs> you're only stuck in your own way. <laughs> I, I've noticed recently, um, like, ah, oh, so obviously this last year has been mad. Um, and yeah. the, divide, the divide has been mad. If we, you know, we're not going to go, we're not going to talk about the subject, but the divide from Brexit. Mm -hmm. to uh, Black Lives Matters, um, to anti-vaxxers, um, to mask wearers. To pro-vaxxers. Yeah, I mean, the list, the list goes on and on and on. Um, but And there's a lot of the things I just mentioned, me and you, like I just said, don't have the same opinion on no but look we don't need to like fall out over it like we don't we just need to understand that it's okay to be different and i'm i'm saying this to a few people and you know you know you know who you are you know who you are don't don't make us tag you in this it's, it's mad i've seen you know people that i've known for 20 years um and you know oh i haven't seen um so and so's post for a while. Oh, they've deleted me. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that's because we have a different opinion on something. But here's a good example, right? Obviously, obviously, I'm. I like to express my opinion. Yeah. But a do you remember? People, sorry, a lot, I, I, a lot I, of people I, don't like to do that, and you know, it, it's okay not to do that, but you don't have to, like, you know. No, but look, and. I, I told you this about two years ago, right? We're still friends on Facebook, but I unfollowed you. So I just yeah. couldn't be bothered with it. I follow your artist. Can you just say you unfollowed everyone? You didn't just unfollow me? No, I just said that to make you feel better. But <clears throat> no, no, I did unfollow a lot of people, but I actually just told you. Yeah. I just said to you, look, <clears throat> I, you know, I follow your artist page, so I know what you're doing with your music. Yeah. But I was getting, like you say, you, you'd voice your opinion on something. And sometimes I'd agree with you, sometimes I wouldn't. And there'd be yeah. these big debates going on on your page. And I'd just be like, I can't be... I can't you'd be wound up at some of the uneducated comments. And, yeah. My, my biggest thing, and, and you and I have taken... have talked about this a lot, and it's probably one of the areas that we have a lot of common ground. Yeah. 
and without meaning to be a bit blasé about it, the world's a big place. There's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. And regardless of what your political feelings are, nobody actually cares. And if they tell you, they do. They're full of shit. Nobody yeah. kind of really cares outside of your immediate family and friends, right? No. And if you for one second think some person that doesn't know you on the other side of the world on a different continent gives a flying, you know, yeah. about your feelings or sentiments, then you're delusional. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. Right. But but again, do you know what I mean? And you and I have spoken about Prince Philip and the stuff yeah, you yeah, yeah. I'll send you something about Prince Philip later that will show you his and so this is why I talked to you about before about the value of institutions and our history, right? Yeah. You you need to understand where they came from. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but you need to under people need to understand where they came from before they start yeah. trying to tear structures down. Yeah. Because Yeah, and I completely um I completely And that's not the same them. as agreeing with them. Yeah. But people are judging I've gone off on a tangent here, but people are judging the death of a 99-year-old man in 2021 standards. Well, you weren't there when he was born. Yeah. You didn't live the life. So here's a classic example, all right, of what people don't talk about with Prince Philip. He was effectively orphaned, right? Yeah, no, I, his, see, I see. Yeah, his mum and dad were alcoholics, weren't they? Yeah, and he was actually... He had his own royal lineage, lineage, which he gave up for the Queen. Yeah. He fought for the UK, despite the fact his, I think it was his sisters, all married members of the, of the German army. So he fought mm. against his own family, right, mm. for our country. Mm. His uncle was Lord Mountbatten. I think it was Lord Mountbatten. I'll need, I could be wrong. Short was Lord Mountbatten, who was killed by the IRA, allegedly bombed by the IRA, right? And yeah, many, many years, many, yeah. many years later, as part of the peace process, he watched his wife shake the hands of one of the men who allegedly killed his uncle, the guy that yeah. raised him. Yeah. And he did it with grace. Yeah. In front of the entire world. Now, would you be doing the same? Would, well, could you do the know. same? No, but I don't know. I don't know. You but, can't say no because I've no, never been in that position. So no, ex exactly that. We, you can't, it's very difficult to understand. But then people will say, well, he's right, privileged, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you're still watching your wife shake the hand of the man who's the head of the organisation that killed your great uncle. Okay, so he killed your uncle, the man who raised you. Yeah. And I the, think, can, I just, can I just butt in and say that, because we are going way off subject. Yeah, we are. To start debating about the royal family because I'm actually, I haven't, I'm not, um, I'm not anti. I'm <clears> no, not. in fact, let's just, just just cut it there because that wasn't the point of the podcast. Back, back to what you were saying at the start of it was, uh, um, you said not too long ago about you know you have you cut people out. Yes. Yeah. Someone always told me you're only as strong as the three people closest to you. I forgot you said that to me, but it was like I was like, wow, yeah, and that's always stuck with me. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the, and this is the thing. So um, we, we were talking if, about if we talk about um, if we talk about Philip's death, yeah, like what you're saying is remarkable, yeah, and what he did 
for our country or for his wife who, you know, was <clears throat> yeah. the country um, and what he sacrificed from his own life to do that is remarkable. But, and I'm not saying a but at Phillips, I'm saying a but at all the people who write R.I.P. Prince Philip don't know any of this. And they yes. No, you're absolutely right. They get walked into this. I'm going to write something because I just saw Jim Jim from down the road write it, and I know that Jim served in the Falklands, so he did something for our look. Yes, he did something for our country, like a lot of people did, but they did a job. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's the same. I mean, it's, it's basically because you know they don't talk about what. A bit off subject again, we're not going to go down that route, but NHS workers, like yourself, like my, you know, my partner, and yourself, you work in the industry, and that is overrun and under but that is something you guys all kind of know, or when you're getting into that job, you know that you are caring for people. Yeah, and also the people on the front line in these A and E's or in these in the hospitals, yeah. What do they sign up? They know what they're getting themselves into, right? Yeah. Play to them for that, yeah. I'm not, but then some this year, this last year, someone who works in a supermarket, which is seen as a very basic job. Yep. Now they were on the front line of this pandemic, regardless yes. of if we're going to say, yeah, but they weren't treating people. No, they weren't, but they were, they were providing the main essential. And don't forget for months, no one was wearing masks. So, which I'm not thinking <clears throat> is a good or a bad thing, but I think, Brooksy, Brooksy, Brooksy. The problem is we've both gotten into a rant now and gone completely off topic. The point is, is how, trending about things makes mental health problems right because people don't actually care no they don't they don't give a two and they're getting walked into all this stuff and their mate is actually in a real bad place and he could do with some help yeah but it's much easier to turn not i'm not saying turn the news on i'm not being like that it's much easier to look at something that everyone is talking about and chucking in some irrelevant opinion that you just actually copied off someone else's status because you so, thought, oh, Alex. Well, but there's, there's things that... So, I mean, crikey, this, this could go into a huge, huge thing, right? But, so, look, one of the things to remember is, like, we, we talk about generations. In my, my generation, the internet didn't exist, nor did 24-hour news channels. So we weren't flooded with information. And if we wanted to find something out... We actually had to go to a library and take the time to do it. And there's that classic thing they talk about when it comes to to, to today on social media. People will spend 15 minutes doing a quiz to find out what sort of potato they are. They won't spend two minutes looking up if something's true. Yeah. Because people, people by nature are into entertainment. We want to be amused. Um, and we want to always be pleasured, stimulated, right? Yeah. And we, we're, we've created people that are running off drama. And with that, and, and lots of other reasons, but you get anxieties, mental health, 
issues. And it's it's like I was saying, is one of the things, like especially when I'm coaching people, right, is it's trying to unhinge people from giving a fuck what other people think before yeah. they care about what they feel. We're, yeah. We've become so external in needing validation from others that we're forgetting to look in the mirror and be pleased with who we see. And yeah. what, you know, like, so you and I've talked about this many times, you know, when we're, when we're hanging out together, you know, like when you're trying to do something for your next gig, you're observing what's going on in the world. You're writing lyrics, you're practicing those lyrics, you're writing new lyrics, you're rehearsing. And what people see is two hours. They didn't see the six months. No, yeah. Quite you right, know? yeah. But they see you, and they say, yeah, yeah, hey, Brooksy, right? Look at him. Yeah. I think she's proud Right? And th- but, th- but that's the point. But th- th- there is that element of, you know, who does he think he is? For some people and other people like Legend, I love what he does. But mm. they're not seeing the single parent guy yeah. who works using his spare time yeah. to practice lyrics his spare time to hone his craft. And there's no promise at the end of it. There's yeah. no guarantee that that gig, you're going to be offered that gig in six months from now. Mm. You know, if, yeah. if you look at lockdown, you've yeah. still been doing live gigs on lockdown for no money, for yeah. just keeping, keeping the drum and bass spirit going, keeping the drum and yeah. bass sounds flowing. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I kind of almost said something then. Yay. Yeah, you've got, you've got a bit of fire, you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be on stage next. I've seen Brooksy do it. It can't be hard. Well, that's a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be delivering drinks. Um, is, but it's, and that's what people are not seeing. Yeah. They're not seeing the rehearsals. The, the rehearsals. And look, you, you know yourself, you know, like with me writing a book and everything, it's people don't see how long that took. How many ideas were scrapped, thrown yeah. away, the frustration, and yeah. and then right. Well, I need to just start again. And I have thrown away twenty thousand words. I I wrote a manuscript in two thousand and nineteen. It was like twenty odd thousand words, and then I put it down. Came back to it a few weeks later, and I was just like, I'm not happy with it. And it, and it doesn't exist anymore. But that was you six. You'd be shocked at the amount of lyrics that sounded good at one o'clock in the morning. This is it. And then you wake up the next day and it's just like, what was I even thinking? I must have been tired last night. You know. But then again, that is you know, what we're talking about. It's we are being honest. We're not yeah. like, oh my God, I've worked so hard on this. I have to post this. And now I have to deal with everyone's opinion on what I agree with. Yeah. It's not good enough. You know. And. and uh, and this is the thing is people. <clears throat> Can I just say, I'm sorry about going a bit off subject to anyone who's watching this podcast or is kind of feeling. Mate, um, like anyone that was offended by what, by the rant had already have switched uh, yeah, off. They can't hear this apology. What I want. Yeah, no, what I want to say is I appreciate um, everyone who's been working throughout this pandemic and I just but, want to leave that that note on there okay but but just to clarify anyone that felt jesus christ this guy isn't going to shut up 
have already stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not apologising to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> We've already lost them. Thank you for the ones who stayed. With yeah. Us. Well done, Brooksy's mum. <laughs> um, but but this is, you know, you you and I um, have have had the same social circles of different generations. It's actually how you and I know each other, and yeah. we've also seen that the, the same people live the same lives continuously, and yeah. blame everybody else for their circumstances. Yeah. But the minute you. Tr- either one of us have tried to help the same people and tried to show them a different way. It's like, no, no, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's not hard. It's just a mindset. It's, it's understanding. Yeah. And again, it's cliche, but good things don't come easy. You know, it really, it, it, this is, this is what, because people, it's really easy or something's really simple. It's not, it's not a good thing. It's not... No, there's no, there's no value to it at all. If, yeah. if, um, and it's, and because the other reason as well is, well, there's a few reasons is one, your competition is always going to be the person that can put in the most hours. Now, if they happen to be talented as well, that's just doubled your competition. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to give some kudos to your favorite poster boy, Frank Lambard, right? Always noted as not the most naturally gifted. Everyone yeah. talks about his work ethic, how he turned up early for practice, did practice, yeah. stayed behind and practiced more. So yeah. he elevated himself to a world standard with hard work. Yeah. He Absolutely. wasn't... <clears throat> everybody... He wasn't... No, he wasn't. No, he created talent. Say that himself, and it's not like, uh, oh, look at me and look what I've become. It's just uh, I wasn't that good, and I wasn't, you know, I was. Yeah. He wasn't as naturally talented as Jamie, and obviously having an older cousin who was a professional footballer as well, it was a benchmark. But But it was also more pressure. Yeah, and but it also he knew he had to do it himself yeah and obviously the added pressure of your dad being an ex-player and having yeah. exactly the same name none of it helps do you know what i mean it, no, there was yeah. no advantage to his family situation but i think he's an absolutely brilliant example yeah no i agree and even with what's happened with him this year it's like you know obviously at, when he first got sacked from the chelsea job um i was very upset and disappointed for him as I'm sure a lot of other fans were but as time has gone on um, and I was listening to Gary Neville podcast the other day he said Frank's got you know he's got experience that not many people have got especially English coaches and especially young English coaches he's managed the top six English side and regardless of how that went and that's an experience that he can learn and grow from. And I'm sure the character he was as a player, he will take that on board and then grow as a manager as well, or a coach. I think to be fair as well, especially for people that are not into football or know anything about Chelsea, nobody expected the outcome to be different. No, yeah, there's a massive high expectation at Chelsea and he was, he was inexperienced for that job and 
he kind of filled a hole for in, in a period where we were obviously under a transfer embargo. He he did an incredible job, but like many managers before him that have done incredible jobs, where they've set the bar, yeah. he, he didn't hit where they wanted the bar, so they sacked him. And when you look at the list of Chelsea managers, yeah, since um, you know they they really? were taken, yeah, yeah, it's you know Frank actually did better than most to stay as long as he did. He did, he did. and also he played for that team yeah. long enough to know that yeah that was the consequence you faced if uh, yeah results weren't yeah you and know. that you know again football is people don't look at it as a business and there's an expectation there and it's so, you know so actually yeah. bringing this back to what we were talking about expectations is a very good point you know because yeah, we ex- yeah, yeah but but this is the point we we put expectations externally we put them on people we put them on politicians we put them on friends we put them on family but we have no evidence that they're supposed to live up to them at all. Mm. You know? And, but we bank all of our belief on those expectations without questioning. It's again, here's a cliche, you know, actions speak louder than words. And that is stop listening to what people tell you and watch what they do. Yeah. And that's what you should build your expectations on what you see people do, not what they say they're going to do. Yeah, and you know, again, back to social media. It's I've made a point recently. Um, there's a lot of agency. So when I when I was promoting, when I first started promoting, there was probably three agencies that I could go to for good artists and book through them. Yeah, everyone else you could do it personally, and. It was a win-win that way because the agent wouldn't be taking any fee, um, and yes, it was just easier. Um, well, anyway, as time's gone on, I reckon there's now I can even say because I could make I could come off this phone call now, set up a Facebook page, get some artwork done, and say that I'm now running an agency mm. and hit up some artists. And the point I'm getting to is um, to be on an agency used to be, and it still is, it's a big thing, like in, in the drum and bass scene. Um, no, but I, I remember... But, but, if, but, if, but if someone makes... Uh, I don't know where they started, sorry. Right, so can I, can I interject? Because you're, you're starting to... You're getting he- so het up, you're starting to waffle without any context, right? Um, is what your point is... Social media makes it very easy for anybody to set up a profile picture, add some text, and claim to be something they're not. With no evidence, with nothing to demonstrate what they've done. Whereas once upon a time, you actually had to put in some hours, do some legwork, gain people's trust, and demonstrate you had a skill set to do it. Yeah, actually hold some weight, yeah. Yeah, whereas now, like, like you said, I could literally... And I could do it easier than most people. I could literally claim to be a drum and bass promoter and agent and just I'll just put tag some of your flyers. I'll just share some of your flyers that I'm tagged in. There you go. I represent Brooksy. 
And then when you come out six months later, you realise what I've done and say he's full of shit. I say, yeah, we had a falling out because of his ego. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, and then I'll promote it as if you're an artist with talent and not an ego, I'm your man. In fact, I, I think I've just come up with a great yeah. business idea at your expense. But, <laughs> but, and that's, and that's. People sold empty promises, and I think that instead of questioning what they are being promised, or you know, I just don't. I, I we're just so uh, naive to it, and maybe it's, I'm lucky. That I'm not. I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm it's, lucky. It's not. It, it is a naivety, but for different reasons. And <clears throat> the thing is, human nature is the path of least resistance. Right. Why would you do something difficult if it can be done easier? Yeah. Okay. But then what nature did was introduced natural competition, which created natural selection because those that were prepared to put in the effort came out on top. Yeah. All right. Those that wanted the easy life didn't do as well. But in the modern world, we're not trying to survive out on the plains, on out on the savannah, out in the jungle, out in the mountainous regions. We're not trying to do that anymore. We're quite cosy. I've got the central heating in the office and a little coffee machine behind me there. <laughs> you yeah. know, I've already had my espressos. And, you know, you're sitting in your conservatory. It's, you know, life's a lot more comfortable than it used to be. So somebody who gets the opportunity to claim to be something they're not or something they haven't worked for. It's an easy path because hard work is uncomfortable. And yeah. it's very, very difficult to explain to people, right, that the thing about hard work is down the line comes incredible rewards. But it's not financial rewards as such. It's rewards about your self-worth, your validation, your self-esteem. Yeah. So, like, like, look, the classic cliche, in a sense, is when you look at people that go to the gym, the bodybuilders, the, the six-pack guys and all of that, right? And people are always like, they'll always shout out genetics or steroids, right? And as soon as anybody that knows a lot about fitness knows, as soon as you say that, we know you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? And... The reason for that is, even if you had the generics, even if you're on the right steroid cycle, you still have to go and lift your ass off. You still have to go and work your ass off. You still have to diet like a monk. It's just not easy. The reward is you get the body and the self-reflection of who you want to be. You, yeah. you become the living embodiment of your dreams and your... But you become this embodiment of your ambitions, your reflection of who. <clears throat> so the thing that's difficult for people to understand, if you have this idea of who you want to be, well, then you have to start taking steps towards that person. And you have to start asking yourself, what does that, what would that person do? So when you wanted to become an MC, at some point, right, there was part of you that was like, well, what does an, what does, you wanted to be on stage. You wanted to be MC Brooksy. You wanted all the people screaming, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's great. But at some point, you had to ask yourself, how do you do that? What does an MC do? And that's when you had to get humble 
and spit out a few shitty, crappy bars yeah. and think, that was awful. And then you yeah. start doing it again and you're like, that was awful. <clears throat> but it was better than the last awful. Yeah. You know? And when you look, and there would have been a time when you stood up and you were like, yeah, man, that's really good. But when you look at it now, you're like, that was awful. Yeah, no, yeah. I but you can see who the guy was becoming. Yeah. I listened to a performance from three years ago the other day at work and I couldn't stand it. But I, I said to myself, I'm just going to listen to this because it's just a reminder of yeah. how far I've come. And when, when we're speaking about what we're speaking about, what we keep doing, or you more so, is we keep saying, but if I want to do that, or but if I want to become better, and I think that's really important in what we're saying is it's, but if I, if you, yourself, yeah. and that's where I want to just put something I saw yesterday from an artist I used to book, this guy, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a very talented artist. Um, but um, maybe thought he was bigger than he was. Mm. Um, maybe thought he was in a better position than he was. Um, and because he was, because he's a talented artist, maybe felt that he deserved to be. Um well, anyway, he's been very quiet recently on the music front, and then he has dropped a couple of videos recently, and they're good, and they've had good um, pickup of interaction, and people talking about him again, which was good to see. But he wrote a status, and I haven't wrote it down word by word, but I've just taken some points from it. Last night, he wrote that he had sectioned himself in hospital um, because... Um, his mental health had just spiraled out of control. He didn't know what to do. Um, and he just got sent home. And he was kind of saying, look, this, you know, it, this, it, we're not going to say the word system because we don't like that. But he said, he was just saying that he'd been to A&E, basically, you know, saying his mental health had spiraled out of control and he was no good. And he got sent home. But he didn't then, like, he then said, but I will not get trapped into my own thoughts, into my own devilish mm. thoughts. And he and he <clears throat> is saying that he is going to take responsibility for his own actions and not try and drink or do whatever was causing that pain or covering the cracks of his actual pain. But in, in what I took from all of that is he, halfway through, he switched it and said, but I am not going to let myself or... But I am not going to fall into this trap, and I thought, you know, I respect that massively because you're not, you've got a problem, and a lot of people are in the same boat. But what I don't understand is what do these people expect, like people to? I don't understand what is expected. But the, you know, but, but this comes back to the thing about expectations. If you need help on. I need help on this, this, and this. Okay, but. You, you know, things just can't happen overnight, and a big part of all of it is helping yourself. It, um, it's it's all about helping yourself, but we have. Yeah. Just, and I'm, but, that from experience, I used to sit there trying to point the finger, trying to moan about whatever else, 
And but, something that you've always said to me that was so good is, but are you surprised? Yeah. You know? And when you start when you start not being surprised by things that shouldn't surprise you because they happen often, then yeah, like you know, things I used to get upset and angry about. But look, you you know me very very well, and you know recently, you know, the last couple of years, <clears throat> I got rolled over by someone. And you, yeah. you know it kicked the shit out of me, right? Mm. But when, but then we also had conversations about it, and you were like, "Why were you surprised?" Yeah. And it's like, shit, yeah, 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 you know. And as you know, it's I, hard, I have digest. We've one hundred, yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know, I see a therapist on a monthly basis. Shout out to Caroline, uh, yeah. Caroline Kavanagh, uh, to anyone yeah. out there, the the best I've therapist in the world. Them. Checked her podcast. She's wicked. Yeah. 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 And and I see her on, on a monthly basis, right? And and just in case anybody missed that, the best therapist in the world, right? In my opinion. And can I just add someone of your capability and someone who is in touch with how they feel and what makes them tick and what doesn't still goes and sees a therapist once a month? It's essential. Saying, it's I'm essential everyone needs to but everyone needs to be able to communicate right but so one of the things i think one of the things that's misunderstood certainly about so i'll I'll explain a little bit about my sessions with caroline right and the thing i need to make very very clear is caroline as a therapist is at a level that what happens with me won't happen with somebody else do you know what i mean The, the best therapists in the world um, are able to keep everybody individual. They don't have a script that they yeah. run off. Do you know what I mean? That, it, yeah. They, they work with the person that's in front of them. You know, they're not reading a script out of a book. It's not customer services, right? They're not coming with examples. No. So, but one of the things that I often work a, a lot with Caroline, as well as actually she coaches me for my own business and my own ideas and supports me with that is she's very good at getting me to reflect on why it's important to me. And am I getting caught up in some desire to be loved externally validated externally because of insecurities or am I doing something for the right reasons for the values that matter to me? You know, because you know, I don't have like the world's biggest, social media following but i have quite a few thousand people on tiktok now and stuff like that you know um i have clients and stuff and things are going in the directions that i've been planning and the work that i've been putting in and i've been chasing and only recently again caroline was like are you sure you're doing this for the right reasons and then and i have to stop and i have to be honest and i have to reflect and in doing that you have to question your morals because you want to think that you're this person, but then, but do your actions support that? Yeah. You know, and sometimes you, you realize that you're getting caught in the trappings of your ego, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Your ego is what will get you up out of bed in the morning. Yeah. But if you're, if you don't have somebody there to just keep it accountable and just check in with you and yeah. say, look, is this, are you doing this because you're trying to help lots of people or are you doing this because you want an Aston Martin and you think it's the easiest way to get there? Yeah. And you're like, I do want that Aston Martin. 
you know, but actually how am I best helping people, which is always the ambition. Hence the reason I do all the videos, but I need somebody to keep that in check. So I don't lose what I'm actually passionate about. And then there's the days and the weeks where I feel flat and my own mental health is taking a battering, you know, for, for whatever, ever reasons, you know, look, you know, just recently my brother collapsed and was in hospital, you know, yeah. and it happened with me there. And you just like, Jesus Christ, you know, yeah. yeah, but you get a few knocks like that. You know, if there's somebody listening to this now and they've just lost a sibling, they've lost a parent, they've just been shit on by a partner you only need a couple of things to just kick you too many times yeah. and you're down and you might not recover from that for no other reason than you don't have somebody. So yeah. for me, someone like Caroline on the coaching side is one thing, but from the therapist's point of view, when I start getting those digs and I start feeling low, I have somebody invested in listening to me yeah. and that becomes priceless. Do you know what I mean? There's there's a headspace that is available from Caroline that I, I can't have anywhere else. And I don't want it from anyone else. You know, I, I've been seeing Caroline now for five years. So I never want, I don't want to, and I'd seen lots of different therapists before Caroline, but she was the one I clicked with. Yeah, she was the one you just found, got you, and could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, just. Mind. Yeah, I don't know what she did to deserve the punishment or the blessing, depending yeah. on which way you want to reflect on it. But, yeah. but but she is the one I have a connection with. So yeah. I couldn't go to anybody else because she gets me. She gets what, I, what I'm trying to do. She gets what I want. And that's the thing about therapists is, <clears throat> but your therapist could be down the local boxing gym. It yeah. could be coaching kids football. It, it could be just putting headphones on, listening to MC Brooksy splits, spit some bars to some dirty drum and bass. It's yeah. the reason that works for me is because I'm a therapist. <laughs> I'm a coach and, I, and I'm obsessed yeah. <clears throat> with it. You find things that, yeah, you enjoy and yeah. make you pick. And, and I think in my notes, moderation's ripped down a couple of times. I think that's something, you know, something that you've always been really good with me for um is like if i have a bit of a bad habit you know you may say as long as it's not affecting your yeah. performance then you know in moderation have that but everyone's got that like you know they eat chocolate or drink coffee or drink beer or whatever everyone yeah. has got and you know addiction I don't think we've mentioned it, and we're not going to go well into it because it's this is more about people trying to give people an understanding of how communicating is so key, and being wrong is okay, and learning from your mistakes is okay. And I say to my five-year-old child every single day, well, not every day, but you know, she gets really, you know, hit up when she fails at something, like we all do, but. You know, you're only going to get better. But I think you fail and learn and learn from it. Or and also, you know, bless her. You know, she's at a stage where she doesn't. She might think that well, we don't make mistakes as adults. And yeah, 
you know, and a lot of adults will make their child believe that. They will make their child believe, even when the child is in the right, they will make their child, you know, yeah. to make their <clears throat> But just, um, can I just bring us back to something? Because I just had this thought that occurred to me. <clears throat> in different, especially on social media, in different social media circles, you and I look like we're very successful. And you and I look like we've got it all under control and we're doing very well. And that just isn't the case 24-7. What we do well is have outlets where we can go when we need something. <clears throat> you know, there is somebody we can talk to. There is a, uh, a person we can see. There is a routine or a habit or a hobby there's... Can I just say, it's, it's not an overnight thing. As you just mentioned, you had lots of different therapists yeah. that weren't particularly working. Um, and there's lots of different people that I've spoke to close to me. Yeah, like, you know, don't need to mention names. And it's like, I could literally pour out my whole heart of emotions. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you feel like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. No, that's not right. And you and, have to understand this. You have to find people who are on your level. But it's one of the things I was going to kind of get to is the big difference is we recognize when we need help with anything hmm. and we then seek it. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't I, matter. I but it problem with asking for help. And, you know, I don't... But, but it doesn't matter what it is. You know, it wouldn't matter if I needed a plumber a decorator, a fitness instructor, or a therapist. Yeah. If I know there's something out of tune in my life, I seek yeah. to fix it. And I think that's one of the pe things, big things that people miss is people who can appear to have a good handle on everything or seem to be doing exceptionally well within their mental health often just know how to keep it in tune. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, They're not magic beings that don't have any problems. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Everyone's definitely got problems. And um, I just want, like, people, you know, I want people to understand that it's normal to have problems and mm. it's normal to have big problems as well. And especially, like, you know, I'm 28, so I'm in that kind of. <laughs> prime category of like you yeah. know, male 25 to 30s who are like you know there's people having children there's people buying houses there's people getting married there's people not doing any of that and yeah you know, these things are hard to un hard to um you know i'm hard everyone's hard on themselves so um, here's here's a good example right because like you say, there's lots of pressure on couples, young couples and stuff to buy a house, right? Yeah. And everyone talks about how expensive it is and how hard it is, right? Trust yeah. me, and people will disagree with me. It's never been any harder or any easier than it is now. Because 20 years ago, it was nearly impossible to get a mortgage unless you had a minimum amount of deposit, was over a certain age, and interest rates were through the same. So yes, house prices were the same, uh, were, you know, half what they are today, easily half what they were today. But the difficulty in getting the mortgage was relative because now you can access finance easier than ever. It used to be a minimum of 10% deposit, <clears throat> you know, 
interest rates were at 15 percent and you you could only get x amount times your earnings whereas they've changed all of those laws and it hasn't it hasn't made it more accessible it's just harder in a different way right yeah but one of the things is that what nobody emphasizes on is so when they made it more accessible they were trying to make it easier so we're back to people not wanting to work for something that they really want and then yeah. people then lose that so like when i first got my house we were very lucky the um, my ex-partner's father helped with the deposit yeah right so a few things fell on our lap yeah but we were the ones that had these things are quite common <clears throat> but yeah but the we were the ones that had to pay the mortgage and it was yeah. still an entire month's salary gone out of the house before we got yeah. did anything else right yeah. and but the thing is we had to go without sacrifices were made if you if yeah. you want to call them sacrifices yeah. it's not a word i must be keen on but we've ever we get caught up in this dialogue of it's not easy it's not fair well, it's not supposed to be. And the ones that are getting ahead are the ones that don't care if it's easy or it's not fair. Yeah. It's just, this is what I want and this is what I want to do. So the person that's really serious about, I want this house, is the one that's got two jobs. Yeah. Are the ones that aren't going on holiday. The ones that have got rid of their TV packages, got rid of their expensive yeah. mobile phones, have a sacrificing, going without everything else because that's their focus and that's their goal. <clears throat> They're not driving a badge on their driveway, trying to impress yeah. their neighbours. They don't yeah. wear the the latest everything because that's not their priority. And mm. it's really what you want to prioritise that's important to you. But nobody wants to prioritise that. They want everything. Well, which one matters to you? And if you're uh, an individual or you're a couple and you want a house, right, you need to prioritise that over everything else. And when your focus, that compass point is only pointing in that direction, you'll be amazed how easy it becomes in six months. Yeah. Six months from now, you'll be like, damn. Oh. It goes back to what you were saying about the whole like, time thing. People will take a test for 15 minutes to find out what kind of potato they are, but yeah. they won't read about something for two interesting minutes. that may yeah, help them for two minutes. And it's kind of the same with the money, isn't it? I've seen some recently about like a new iPhone is fifteen hundred pounds. I think outright. Yeah. And people will say that fifteen hundred pounds too expensive for. I don't know, maybe like a course, like a yeah. evening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. People don't have fifteen hundred pounds to do a course that can earn them a living. But they do to buy the latest phone, and yeah. it's just their priorities. And um, I, I do think. I, I don't think we're ever going to get away from like Instagram bloggers and traders. No, no, you're not. And I like you. You know as well as me. Like the people who are serious about that are making money and are well. Let's just say the ones who are at the top, they are. You can look at it as in whatever way you want to, but it's it's clever from them. Isn't it? It's clever from men. I have an interesting insight on that. Right? Can I just say quickly, right? 
these people they get so wrapped into like trading or selling a product that they completely forget about their own self-esteem they completely yeah. forget about their self and their own um things that make them tick and that kind of goes in line with like the whole bad habit thing so like i you know i've got females on there and they're like telling me that they haven't had chocolate in like a week but they like literally look like they're going to cry about it like just go and have a chocolate bar like yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you and like being honest like i don't think taking capsules is the way forward i think going out for a bit of exercise and eating a bit of fruit but that's hard it's not an instant fix hard but but that's the these people not find it hard that they're blogging their whole life for no like no like for what what are they doing that for do you know what i mean they're telling hi guys i've just had a banana and i'm just going to go for a walk now because they've externalized their self-esteem but these people aren't successful people they're selling a product for someone else and getting 10 percent commission that's not but this and is these people, it goes back to the whole like, oh, let's make an agent. They are literally calling themselves business owners, Dave. Yeah, I know. They don't own a business now. They don't. Oh, I've but... just been, or Chris Artis has just been signed to. So, what have you been signed to? You haven't signed anything. This is going to turn into a therapy session if we're not careful. Right, but <laughs> hang on. So, first I'm one. I'm going to round it up soon because I'm getting rabbit eyes through. Okay, the, um, well, then try letting me speak for a minute. Right, that's right. So anyway, so I'm just going to cover two things very quickly. The first one is influencers, right? And I learned this through myself, for myself, by following people on YouTube because I was trying to yeah. figure out how to make my YouTube videos more popular. Yeah. And what I discovered was the people that I were watching only made content about how to make YouTube videos more popular. So the only people watching were people like me yeah. who actually had a different product but we're trying to learn of somebody who wasn't selling my product. The product they sold was how to make your YouTube videos look good. And this is why I've got thousands and millions. Well, that doesn't work because I'm not giving advice on how to sell YouTube videos and how to make your YouTube videos look good. I'm trying to promote my podcast and my coaching above that level. Well, so those people can't actually teach me nothing because anybody who's interested in what I'm doing isn't looking at how to make your videos more popular on YouTube. Right? So that's the first one. The second one, which is about these people that call themselves business owners, etc., etc. Apart from the fact that they're pretending to be somebody they're not, is the the question becomes why is it so upsetting for you? Why is it so upsetting for me personally? Yeah. Um, because they're just literally putting, they're no. putting their self down and they don't even know they're doing it because what they're doing is they're, they're, they're selling their self a lot or they're being sold a lie. And what I'm saying is like, if you want to do that, do it well. Yeah. Like yeah. when, when I was, when we were kids growing up, my mum sold Tupperware or sold Avon. Yeah. But she's never once said she owned a business. No, no, for sure, for sure. She just did, she just did that because we needed extra money. Mm. And she did that for us as a family because that's the people she cares about. So I think people... I, I don't think people do it for the right reasons, first of all. I think they do it to look good rather than to feel good. Or so... And... But do you think there's an I element... Think they, I think that they forget about what 
You know, like I see most of these people, let's be real, have young kids and they're just trying to earn a bit of money. But, um, and what, I like, do you know what? Respect to them for doing that rather than going on something like OnlyFans because credit where it's due, it's better to do, it's better to sell someone else's products than your, you know, your own body for the sake of a bit of money. Um, I don't know, mate. If, if you're earning, you're earning. But do you do you feel that it's do you feel that unless it's done professionally and in the, do you not think that that's unfair on a generation of children we have to come who have on the playground your mum got her tits out? No, and here's why. Because we're back to, you have to, right, so we're worrying about what other people think about the decisions we make today. But I think when people have children, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think everything that they feel and do or want in life so, goes out but I do think it has to take a back seat here's um, the catch 22 as, as I, I would describe it in my opinion you are free to do and behave what you want as long as it doesn't impact on me as an individual right now if you in terms of only fans right if, if you have an attractive body face whatever that men women whoever pay you to see you strip, do whatever you do, right? And you're making a bucket load of money from that. I genuinely hope you're investing it wisely for when the OnlyFans drops off, you know, because a newer, fresher model comes along, right? Yeah. Right? But you are free to do that. You are free to do that without any judgment or prejudice in my eyes, right? But 10 years down the line, when you do have children or you've got children or anything, your children may, because of the nature of children and the human nature, get ridiculed by people in the playground. Yeah. So then there comes, we have a two-pronged problem. One, your kids are just going to have to toughen up and suck it up, right? People don't have a judgment to make, a right to make judgment on how you earned your money at some point, right? And this is the thing, right? We don't have a right to judge people on how they've made their living. What we need to do is be teaching our kids to have some fucking manners and not to go ridiculing people because of the circumstances from which they were born that they had no control over. But most of these people, mate, have kids already. They have, like, fucking one-year-old kids, Dave, yeah? You, are, yeah, yeah. you cannot sit in front of me now and tell me that that is okay. You cannot. Don't tell me that's okay, because it's not okay. How yeah? somebody chooses... Okay. Now, if my daughter's mum was doing that, then... Uh, like, and then and that's... Daughter... Okay, let's not use my daughter as an example. Some, like, but no, that's no, why it's no. personal to you. That's it's why it's personal. personal it's, it's, like, it's damaging on what our country... And well, what people would do for like, yeah, like instead of working 16 hours in a coffee shop, when your child goes to work, you get your vagina out and play with it for other people's enjoyment. And on top of that, yeah, you have a partner. Yeah, you don't like, regardless, like, I know I'm not going to, I'm not buying that. I don't think that money is... I don't think the worth of how much money people earn, and I completely agree, like, yeah, if it's, like, 
someone who doesn't have children and they are attractive and they are getting lots of money and then investing that money into something that they want to do in their life, clever person. Yeah. I think you're misunderstanding. Is I'm not. What I'm saying is, I don't have the right to judge. Okay, and why do you feel that you don't have that right? Because you because, know, obviously, we're talking about a lot of other things here. So there's a lot of things that because people are free, people should be free to make choices about how they bring in their if income. Children, yeah. If they don't, if they even don't if they. This world. If that look yeah. is is to me right, whether or not I think it's a wise choice doesn't remove your right to make the choice. Mate, I see so many people locally uh, going on about self esteem, yeah, and self worth. I don't think it's a good route to self esteem or self worth. How they how they get made to feel. But they won't talk about the fact they've been selling photos of themselves naked. So that's, but I'll I'll go with that. That's not, that's not the route to self worth. That's trying. We're going back to. I think it's really like, and I I think it's the same with these like YouTubers like you know who this bloke Aaron Paul Day. You heard of him? No. He, you know, he's box. I don't know who he's boxing, but he's been trying to call out Conor McGregor. Like he's just an in, he's just a YouTube blogger, yeah, or whatever they call themselves. I don't even know what they call themselves because I don't care. Like, oh, literally. is he the blonde haired guy? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, know, I know who you and, mean. Yeah. He wants to fight it. Like he wants to do this, do like it. Like for me, I'm going to be honest, yeah. Like stuff for hustle, yeah stuff the money making for a minute yeah i'm passionate about what i like and i haven't changed that because what i like has become unpopular and jumped on some other bandwagon no. halfway away and i really i really feel offended when you know you get these like mcs who know that they're not and they're, they're just right this is popular I'm going to come in and take the mick out of an MC and that's going to make me money. But do you see, though, do you see how... Yeah, yeah, but... But do you see how... Yeah, but do you see how that reflects that what annoys you is you is the anger that you guys, you haven't put in the same work and effort as me, but you're claiming to be on the same level as me? Because you yeah, unfortunately, personally, because I'm not trying to like, I'm not in some rat race trying to get to the front. Like I'm happy at the gigs I do, and I'm lucky in the sense so, that look, when I perform, I perform to big crowds, and I yeah, don't have to travel but, up and down the country for fifty pounds to but do that. These people are trying to pretend they're in the same league. They're promoting the idea they're in the same league, and that. Yeah, I just think it's completely wrong that you know. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. I just disagree with you for different reasons. We're gonna we're gonna get to a stage where people aren't people just aren't gonna. They're not gonna do things in. They're not gonna have that fire and that passion inside so, them to do it. It's just because it's gonna make them money or because it's popular. No, so so look, let's go back to the early fans thing, right? 
the reason I don't have an issue with Audi fans, right, is because it's just not my right to judge how people make money. But the point you're making, which is really valid, is the same people that you know who are doing it, trying to make quick money, are then complaining that people don't take them seriously. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, to me, that's like being an overweight fitness instructor giving nutrition advice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that... I don't. I just think OnlyFans is like funny. Like, but I think... there's a difference because it comes back like, down to that thing of of people. I think they are just as bad because uh, and yeah, they're they're just it's the it's the quick money solution to trying to solve a problem. Yeah, where... just like traders. Yeah, you, you know all, all these different. Uh, is and let's be honest, all of it is social media. So I think. Like we said before this phone call, mental health apparently didn't exist eight years ago. Okay, so, right, well, first one, just... We're going to so, round it up with that, I reckon. Because... Well, let me, we are, but, and uh, then I'm just going to put, I'm just going to put in something in defence of that OnlyFans again. Strip clubs, strip clubs, they strip bars. There's some birds who've got OnlyFans. No, I, I definitely not. But strip clubs and strip bars have been around for centuries, long before the internet and yeah. OnlyFans. The only difference OnlyFans did is it put the power in somebody's house. The only difference is she can't go to work at the strip club because she's got two young children to look after, and that's her fucking role. Because <laughs> that is what she wanted, and that's her role. But, right? that, you, but you're talking about personal ethics over somebody's right to make their own decisions. Yeah. And that, yeah. So... But anyway, so the reason like 80 years ago, it's not that mental health problems that didn't exist. We know they did because of asylums and stuff like that. Right. But we're going to take your dad because that's where the conversation stemmed from. When your dad was a kid. Right. Every adult he knew had fought in the war. Every adult. Yeah. Every adult he knew. What year was your dad born in? 59. 59. Right. So any adult he knew had fought in the Second World War? Well, his parents, his dad didn't, so, um, you know. His dad, but his dad must have done something in the Second World War. Uh, he, he, he served in the RAF, yeah. Yeah, right. So he survived the Second World War. He'd fought. The thing is, not everybody was on the front line because. No, he wasn't, but. Right. Yeah. Right. But he survived the invasion of the German army in the Second World War. Yeah. Right, his dad was probably also old enough to remember the people that fought in the First World War, right? Mm. Right, and what you've got to remember is, I think it was like a third of the population never came home. Yeah. Right, medication like we have it today didn't exist. Right, the National Health Service, free health service, so you could just see a doctor, was not introduced until 1953. Yeah. Right. So anybody your dad grew up with thought the very fact you could make an appointment to see a doctor and not have to pay for it was a fucking miracle. Yeah. Right. They had. I can't remember the exact year, but people forget rationing didn't end after the war. It carried on for something like another 10 years. I, I don't know the exact number. Right. So these people that your dad was born into knew a time when it was against the law to have too many eggs, too much flour, sugar. Yeah, right? I'm keen for that. Bring it back. Right? But, but, but it's what I'm saying. So 
all of those people. So like when I was growing up as a kid, every adult I knew had survived, had was either born in the war or shortly after it. Right. So they all remember practicing the bombing raids. They all remember the kids that got evacuated. Right. You know, I, I remember this teacher telling us they used to sound a siren at school. And when that happened, you had to run out of the classrooms and get home by a certain time. And if you made it, when the bomb, in, when the bomb sirens went, right, this was his school days. When the bomb sirens went, if you had made the timer, you didn't have to go to the school bomb cellar. You could run back to the one at home. So you could be in a bomb shelter with mum and dad and your brothers and sisters. They were your two options when the bomb siren went off. And that depended on how good a runner you were. So you're trying to run home when there's a bomb siren dropping bombs. Because, yeah. hey, someone's going to come and blow your house up. But if you get home, you can be there for it. Right? And that's how those people grew up. So by the time you got into the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, these people now had no more rations, free health care, and were alive. And they were just grateful as fuck for that. Yeah. Was, yeah, no... Yeah, no, I'm, fu- I'm, fully, I'm fully keen for that. So and... that's why you didn't have mental health problems on the same scale as you did today, because everybody was sitting from a place of gratitude. They yeah. knew that life was much, much worse. But they had experienced hardship that you and I just cannot comprehend. And when they had a conversation with their parents or somebody older than them, about how bad they felt their life was, they got chastised on a level that people just wouldn't do to you and I. Can you imagine saying to your mum and dad, who maybe had lost brothers or sisters in the war, lost their parents, oh yeah, do you know so-and-so said something to me today and I'm really offended by it. They would be furious. How dare you? What I will say is like, we can't help that. And that is not, you know, I, I hate talking about like, war and stuff because it's all a load of shit yeah it's yeah. power yeah let's be real about it yeah three fa- yeah one third of people didn't come home yeah yeah so, that really but that's really why really but that's why by today's comparison we didn't have they never had this they had mental they all these self-inflicted social media sh- bullshit projects to get a bit of money don't help and I'm not saying they know, do help get a job in a cleaners or going to work but, in a car for two eight hour shifts a week but but it is, comes back to, to make you appreciate uh, like your life at home more sitting at home making what you think is easy money but is actually just demoralizing you and your actual self-worth and your self-value is just decreasing 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 but you're judging those people by the ones you know, not every OnlyFans stripper feels demoralised. I'm not just OnlyFans. I'm all about just anyone but it... doing anything to just try and make a quick buck. I didn't. Do, I didn't come into music to make money, did I? No, Let's but but this comes back to that thing, isn't it? People will spend fifteen hundred pound on a new iPhone, but yeah. they won't spend fifteen hundred pound doing a course they really want would like to do because they want to show off a fifteen hundred pound iPhone instead. I just get like yeah, and like with what I do with regards to music, I just get like really 
it makes me angry when like, I've seen someone... Do you get angry? Do you know, I, I, I never got that from the podcast. I think someone posted the other day saying that they, oh, happy birthday to this person. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be an artist right now. And yeah. what they meant by that is they didn't mean like that person was like they looked up to them. It was like they meant that their friend had become successful in music. And because they had become successful in music, they were able to give him a little bring in and push him you know up the queue a few places and then he was you know in with the cool kids earning money that he didn't deserve to earn and i just i just feel that like the journey is it's all about the journey because then when you get to the end goal it means so much more and people are trying to cut corners and get to the end or you can even get to the end because it's just near impossible to it's not overnight but the truth that you're telling is for you it doesn't have to be that way for everybody else not everybody else shares that view no, and i'm just giving my opinion yeah absolutely opinion. absolutely i'm not going to sit here and say but fair play because they make money because I, like money doesn't mean a lot to me no. Like, it don't, really, like, if I'm being honest. Like, if you earn more money, you spend more money. You know, you live to your needs. Like, I disagree. I know, people, I know people who earn four grand a month, but three and a half of it's gone before the month's even started. But I'm going to quote you, because I know you used to save a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you, you are one of the few people that I know that genuinely lives well below his means. Right. So, yeah, I just that's why I'm doing my little retail therapy today. But but do you see what I mean? But the the thing I'm pointing out is what you just said isn't correct. Because you said people don't live within their means, you know, if they uh, but you yourself are an example of someone that's never done that. No. Um And you you are actually someone that's pulled me up for spending too much money all the time. Yeah, but I feel if you work hard, which I know you do, then, hmm. you know, you have... But you've still pulled me up and saying, no, 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 mate, you're spending too much money all the time. You I have. Just, yeah, I just feel that, that people are in whatever they're in for the wrong reasons. And, like, money money helps. <laughs> don't get me wrong, yeah? Like, money is great. Yeah, but I don't get that, like, oh, my God, I've, I don't get that thrill from money. I don't. No, but but you're. I'm really glad that I was brought up with, you know. But you doing... are, you in some respects, you're a complicated, angry person, right? Because, and you and I. Yeah, no, I'm but you are misunderstood. No, I don't think you are misunderstood. Not in that. Not in that sense. I think. The, the amount the... Of people come up to me and say that they they thought or they heard this and now that they've met me and made their own opinion they but you and i have discussed this before though it's like one of the hardest things about writing those lyrics is you have to be honest about them and that means sometimes entering an area where there's a whole and we're not even going to get into that one but yeah like but, but what i mean is but sometimes you have to enter like a a, a real like dark rabbit hole of insecurities to write, put lyrics down and then put them down and then say them. 
You know, you and I have talked about this with my writing. You and I have talked about this with my videos. Um, is even starting the podcast is there's a hell of a lot of insecurity you ha- I had to get over that was inward, inward, just me, you know, like, and that's where this kind of passion, this complication comes in that people don't always understand when, when you're talking is yeah. no, 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 you, you don't understand. I, there's all these things going on in the head because I look at the world and observe them and observe yeah. what's going on. And you observe different injustices and you're always trying to weigh up. Well, if that's fair, why is that not fair? And if you're doing that, why is somebody else not doing that? And like this one, the one that you're passionate about at the moment is talent versus the money talent versus who, who you actually are pretending to be. And from your perspective, it's an injustice within your industry that there's people who are more talented, not getting the recognition they deserve. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that I am, one of them no 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 but you haven't said that you haven't said that that's not what you've said right no but you you haven't said that but it's it's that passion that gets lyrics down yeah do you know what i mean it is it's you channeling that energy in the right way yeah turning a negative into a positive yeah um but i will i will say like for anyone who's made it this far well done. Well done. For the start, yeah. <laughs> Look, listen, like, there's a lot going on at the moment in the world, and I'm not trying to, you know, not being able to go out and have do what I want, you know, do my music, have my release, um, has been really, really hard. But it's just been something that I've had to learn to live with. And, you know, I said this a few times in the video I posted the other day, tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow, like an amount of days I feel like absolutely worthless and then I wake up the next day and I feel the complete opposite it's weird it's like yeah but um, I mean this is this is a very yeah I don't want anyone to come in here and think that I've, I'm being you know arrogant about that but I'm just saying like a lot of it is like self inflicted and a lot of the way you can get out of it is by helping yourself. It is. But I think if I may just add something to that is the place that this is coming from is that you and I recognize that we've had some, this has been tough for everybody, but you you and I through our own ways, our own means, conversations we've had with each other, things like that have found ways to help us through dark days to get overcome certain things. And we, we both recognize that we've been lucky with that. And we count those blessings, but, but also there's a loneliness in, in our hearts because we see people out there struggling who don't have the same support network as you and I do. And we then hear stories about people who don't make it because they've had a rough day and it was just one rough day too many. It was too many dark days that one day they decided, do you know what? I don't need to be here anymore. Because that's that. this is the thing that people don't understand or don't get, is somebody is waking up today and they are thinking, the world is a better place if I'm not in it. And you and I are saying, look, the problem is tomorrow, our hearts are breaking for you because we didn't realise you were feeling like that. But in the same breath, I'm thinking those thoughts, Dave. 
Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, mate. I know you are, but you and I, you and I, you and I are finding ways to to get above that. But it's yeah. it doesn't mean we don't have those days. Yeah, yeah, certainly. You certainly. know, and that's what we're trying to ex- explain to people is in those dark rooms, in those dark places when there's no lights on and you don't think there's anybody out there. You aren't, you're not alone. You just, nobody is telling you that, hey, guess what? I'm having shit times and some days I don't want there to be another day. But somehow, because of the people that love me, because of some of my friends, I managed to get another day going. And sometimes I shit myself because I'm going to wake up in the morning. Because I don't want to wake up, but I do. And... All we're all we're saying is, if you're listening to this, because we have got this far, is please don't break our hearts tomorrow because today was tough. Just just try one more day. Try. It's, not work, it's really not work. The yeah. pain you put your family through. Um... But but they won't. That's not their that's not their perspective. It's the pain they're going through. Yeah, but that pain is not worth. It's not worth. Yeah, you need to you need to control that, and you need to understand that it's but, always going to be there. But when you're that wounded and you're that hurting, and you don't see, uh, uh, have to. Have but to. but we're trying to reach out to those people that feel they can't be healed right now. Right, is yeah. he, the healing comes with a lot of courage, which you don't feel that you have that the healing comes with strength that you don't believe you have. And the feeling comes from faith that you don't feel you have. And when you feel like you don't have any of those, it's very difficult to see a reason to wake up tomorrow. And what we're, you and I are trying to explain to people is that you and I have felt those times and they're a lot closer to us and those days are a lot nearer to us than people imagine. There aren't that many sunrises and sunsets between the last time we fought like that. No. But we've learned routines, rituals. We found inner circles with friends that we can reach, reach out to. We yeah. notice when we start falling into those pits of despair, we found the little ladders that help us climb out. But it took a lot of research. It, it took a lot of, you know, bad, dark days. Finding those things that make you tick, you know. Yeah. I mentioned in my video um, about reminiscing. Yeah. And, like, you know, you've got you to be happy that it happened. Not, don't be sad that it's over. Yeah. Another bit of cliche, but, you know, look at what you have achieved. Look at what you can continue to achieve. That's it. And that's probably wrapping it up because you need to go shopping. Is Yeah, I'm getting the looks from the missus now. But look, listen, guys. That's... You know, both of us are here. Like, for any any of you to reach out, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you... Off of helping people. Yeah, so, and you're, look, you, you um, I'll do it now, like, next level coach there's thousands yeah. there's literally 1200 videos because i talk yeah. every day 
going to go on that page and tell me that one of those videos doesn't work to you. Oh, no. You know. Right. Anyway, go and buy yourself a nice new dress. And, um, um, Summer dress at the ready. Well, festivals are coming. You need to look pretty and at your best. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's a good place to stop, mate. Thank you very much. Take yeah. care. Have a great you day. Well, you have a good day as well, Dave. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. See you later. Bye. So there you have it. Me and Brooksy going at each other. But I hope somewhere in there that there was a message that some people could take on. Um, but look, please, if you are struggling, check out people like Caroline Kavanagh, just carolinekavanagh.co.uk, or check out myself, David Watson, Next Level Coach, on Instagram and TikTok. And if you need something, maybe just reach out. Maybe one of us could help you.